Welcome to Bounce. My name is Christina Foxwell and I am from Sydney, Australia and joined by my fabulous co-host. I am Jackie Arnold and I am dialing in from Ontario, Canada. And together we will... Bounce! (laughs) (laughs) We've been bouncing a lot today, haven't we? We've been bouncing so much, you know, I think... um, We are so excited by this episode because it's been so hard to record Uh, and we were just talking about if it's hard to record it surely must be something that has to get out there to you and I think we're both really really passionate about um, today's conversation because the conversation today we've labelled embracing the ebb and flow and we really want to be real with you that I think what we've been going through is ebb and flow. What do you think, Jackie? Yeah, it's ebb and flow. Or, you know, it feels like a roller coaster uh, ride. But one of the things uh, Christina and I were talking about earlier is really it's about how do we embrace all of those emotions into ebb and flow as opposed to sort of fighting against them. Absolutely. And, and so that is really what we want to talk about is how do you actually do that absolutely how do we embrace the ebb and flow because to be honest with you jackie and i've tried our surfboards this last week when one embrace whatever <laughs> we were hoping for a tsunami because that's kind of what we live for um but jackie before we get there let's let's do a, a jackie jackie's got this fabulous book so jackie why don't you introduce a bit of a thought for our listeners out there I want to talk about and um, read it apart from this book called Serenity, Presence, and Compassion. And it's a book from Susan Campbell. And it's called, uh, the, the title of the book is Getting Real 10 Truth Skills You Need to Live an Authentic Life. And here's what she says about serenity, presence, and compassion Serenity, presence, and compassion are the three words that best describe the qualities we begin to embody when we get real. Serenity refers to the calmness and inner peace that comes from knowing you are okay, no matter what happens to you. Presence is the energetic aliveness and attentiveness that you say, that that say you're open and available for anything that life may bring. And compassion is your ability to be moved or touched by others' real misfortune or suffering without becoming dramatic or sentimental and without needing to find fault or blame. I've got to be honest with you, that passage to me is incredibly powerful and I would love us to post it on our social media sites. What do you think? I, yeah, I, there's so much, it's so meaty. <laughs> there's so, so much to in that. As you were reading that, I, I can I share with you what I've written down? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first thing about embracing this ebb and flow piece and that piece Jackie just read is knowing it's okay no matter what happens. I think that's the first thing. The second thing I wrote down is get real. <laughs> we spoke about get real and I think we've got to dive into that. And then the last thing I wrote down is be open and available for anything. What do you think of those three things I pulled out? Well, the first thing that you said, um, knowing it's yeah, okay, no matter what, be okay. what came up for me when you said that is 
I think what happens to us, and I, and I know because our brain does this, yeah. is our, when, when something happens to us, we want to protect and we go into survival mode. Yeah. And it's that, that recognition that when something happens, that it's just the tide coming in <laughs> or the tide going, just recognizing that, that's, that you're in this moment and getting really curious about what's happening versus the need to protect because when we go there we do we react and we do something we run we get angry we lash out and so it's easier said than done this sense of knowing that you're okay no matter what but it brings such inner peace to be able to do that absolutely I mean, we were sharing, and we're going to share it with you, this last week, that ebb and flow, knowing that it's going to be okay. I think if this pandemic has taught us anything, it's taken out the um, the wheel. You know, I say sometimes I'm like the blooming hamster on the wheel, running, running, running. Um, and the wheel has now disappeared. <laughs> Um, if you can understand that metaphor, I'm really? I was still running, um, and I was running to fulfill that worthiness chasm in my in me. That worthiness chasm. Don't you like that? Um, uh-huh. And I think to your very point, I've hit like a bit of a peace thing uh, at, towards the tail end of last week. It could change tomorrow because I know the ebb and flow. I welcome yes. the ebb and flow, but I hit like a peace bit today and late yesterday where um, it was just, and I, I use this word surrendering, but just walking into the fray, you know, and standing there with the wind. I mean, I, we live near the ocean in Australia and when the beat, when the water comes in, it's standing there not running from it, not pushing into it, but just letting it wash over us because that is what it does. Yes. You know, I want to just acknowledge something that you said there is you found this peaceful place. Mm. And you said, but, you know, I recognize that, you know, next week I might be away from that place. Yeah. But what I want to acknowledge you in that is that that's always the place to come back to, though, because... Mm -hmm you have experienced that sense of peace and I think the important thing to know is we're going to we're going to lose that sense of peace in life because um, because of the way life happens and that's the wrestle isn't it Mm -hmm. it's the wrestle it's the wrestle but it's also the awakening of knowing it's there yeah. that you can go back to you can always go back to and then you can say then then you're better able to welcome that unwelcome you know i know and we love that by the by the way welcome the unwelcome yeah uh we okay no matter what absolutely <laughs> i'm okay no matter what and it's retelling that story because you know as jackie just said our brain goes into a state of protection and it goes into this fight flight piece which is I have to survive at all costs and absolutely I need to survive at all costs um, but let's just right size it quickly 
um, and that's what one of my clients once said, I just want to right size this. And that's quite a powerful term. As long as while I'm right sizing, I'm still feeling. Yes. I love that because sometimes what we like to do is just package that off without our emotions. Like I just need to right size this. I need to control it. I need to shut myself off from it. And what we have learned, you and I, on this journey is that we can't do that. No. I mean, it's simpler that way. Oh man, it feels so much better. The problem is <laughs> it's only better for a while and then suddenly, and this is a podcast I was listening to today and I went, I know that. Why don't I think about that often enough? <clears throat> when I when I put that emotion away, I have no emotion for others. I have no empathy because I'm putting no. I'm not I'm not empathetic with myself. So how on earth can I show you love and empathy? We become numb to emotion. Absolutely, which takes us to our favorite concept of vulnerability. And Jackie and I think we're very naked in our vulnerability, but with the ebb and flow, it, feel, <laughs> it feels like as, you know, as the water moves, the, our armor comes up and yes. then it goes off again. And it comes up when we feel uncertain and unsafe. And then when we breathe, 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 it comes off again. Um, I love that. I love the way that you describe that because that is exactly how I feel. In the one moment, I feel loving and open. And in the next moment, I just feel shut off. And I don't like that feeling. I don't like it when I can't tap into who I am. Oh, I love this, Jackie, because when, when we're shut off, because we've started to be connected to our values... Think about it like this. I'm going to go somewhere with this. Let's hope it lands where it needs to. Um, I'm happy. For, we'll post some of Brene Brown's value lists on our social media channels so you can go and have a look um, to just reflect on it. But our value and my, one of my greatest values is love. What is one of yours, Jackie? Connection. Okay. So when that wave comes up and you are feeling unsafe and suddenly you've disconnected, are you able to live in connection, live in that value? No, I can't. I can't. And it's it. It's interesting because it it lives in a in an awareness level um, that I'm aware that it's there. Yeah. But I can't. You know, I sort of like it. You know, it sounds weird. <laughs> it's good. I like it there because I feel a little safer. And then then it sits in and then I feel lonely. Yeah. That's what I start to feel. Absolutely. Because then I'm feeling disconnected. And I'm no longer connected to myself. How many of us feel lonely? If you feel lonely some days... Jump up and dance around the room. Yeah. <laughs> Put your hand up. Yeehaw! <laughs> oh, man, I, I, I get smashed with bouts of loneliness at times. Yeah. I'm not the yeah, only I did one. on the weekend. No, to tell, tell you this. Tell me. So I was feeling this way last week. I, um, you know, I had to come to terms with some things and my, you know, what we're, you know, for some of us that have kids, you know, your, your son's a little bit older, so the homework thing isn't such a big thing, but... 
my 10 year old, just lots of emotion last week around that and lots of emotion around me trying to do my work and, and how I was going to get this all done. And so I was armoring up because I was fearful that I was going to lose, you know, my, my, my work and the time to, to do the things that are important to me in this world. Yes. Anyway, so I, I really needed to kind of connect back with myself. And on Saturday, I, I really had a good chance to do that, to, to, to you know, center, to, to go for a nice walk, to, to some self-care. And then what was really interesting, what happened next is I really wanted to do something kind for my friends. Yeah. It was, so it's really interesting how when you connect to yourself, then you can connect to, you know, wanting to connect with other people when I was sort of like, you know, only letting some people in for a period of time. I don't know if that's happened to you. Absolutely. And then I went out and I, I bought flowers uh, uh, for my friends uh, at, the, at the one grocery store where I could buy flowers that was open. <laughs> <laughs> Good. And I went around and socially distanced, delivered flowers for my friends. And that gave me so much joy. Mm. Um, it just filled my bucket right up. So... I just wanted to share that because I, I think what's important in that is recognizing that you have to give to yourself and be connected to yourself so that you can connect and give to others. I love that you've used that example. Um, I'd like to share one myself. Mm. Yeah. So over the last two and a half... Yeah, can you hear me? Yeah, I can. Over the last two and a half weeks, my dad... Uh, is in his 80s he's in hospital uh, in South Africa in in intensive care and it's been a really interesting time I did get a message as Jackie and I were preparing that it seems to look good so that's great thank you here's the thought I moved to Australia 12 years ago and my parents were living with me at that stage and I needed to leave them behind to come here and it was incredibly hard for me um, and I think I punished, not I think I know, I, I punished myself in a way internally for doing that to them. I just struggled to forgive myself or to accept, to walk into the pain. I just, I just didn't want to go there and I felt guilty and I felt heart sore. Um, but I just had to armor up, you know, get my, get my stuff together and just not feel what they did for me from a connection perspective so I want to share this with everybody out there is I struggled with connection um, with my family and of course I bring my parents here every year but my mom and I will exchange a whatsapp message I'll phone her two or three times a month I used to speak to my mom every single day Um, and it was just because the pain was too much that the isolation was felt it numbing it's the numbing piece but here's the challenge I was robbing myself of the joy of connection and I was reflecting on this um, last week because my uncle lives in Australia he's been here for 20 years and he was doing the same thing so now we have this big family whatsapp group going and we're having every family member that's falling out the woodwork that you know we're all connected we're talking now as a family like we haven't spoken in years 
and we're updating each other every day and there's messages moving backwards and forwards this is insane and my uncle locally said to me I'm connecting onto this group but sweet lord it feels like I'm at a hen's party because everyone's talking and he's 60 and and he has isolated himself out of the family circle for years and I, and I have a close relationship with him and I, I phoned him up and we had a conversation Friday evening and I said this to him, I said, don't rob yourself of the opportunity and the joy of connection. In the imperfection of family is deep joy. Um, and standing uncomfortably because he's been so used to disconnecting and punishing himself and being lonely, um, standing in that connection space very uncomfortable because it's vulnerable yeah it's so needed mm-hmm. I know, and what you said there is is that it robs you of joy it robs you of joy and the feeling of belonging mm-hmm. and I was, I was reflecting on loneliness now there's three dimensions of loneliness and this is actually from a book called Togetherness by Vivek um I'm going to say a surname wrong, so I'm not even going to try and go there, Dr. Vivek. Um, it says loneliness has uh, multiple dimensions, isolation, um, connectedness, and belongingness. And I think isolation is that feeling of com- being completely alone um, and not being intimate with others. And sometimes we can feel completely isolated even when there are people around us, Jackie. Yeah. It's interesting... Um even talking about loneliness especially with the way that we the world is right now with the pandemic and and social isolation is that you know you can have people who are together with their families and very much feeling that and then my heart goes out to people who are very much isolated right now living alone absolutely absolutely and I think I wanted to weave this into that being peaceful peace because when I feel lonely, I, I, it's a torture. And when I feel like I can't control the outcome, it's a torture. And when I feel that things are happening to me, it's incredibly uncomfortable and painful. And then that last statement that was part of that piece that you read, Jackie, speaks yeah. about judgment. Don't you want to read that last piece with the compassion? Compassion is your ability to be moved or touched by others' real misfortune or suffering without becoming dramatic or sentimental and without needing to find fault or blame. Mm. I find that, yeah, I find that such an interesting, and you have to kind of get your head around what that means. It's pretty deep. I think we could unpack it forever. But what 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 do you hear there, Jackie? Well, I just for me, it's that sense of accepting what is in the moment with curiosity and not reacting. Right? It's that it's it's because what's also important is that compassion is not about you and your ego in the moment. Oh, it's a it's about being with that person and whatever it is that they're experiencing without judgment, without reacting. That is, I mean, that's something I learned how to do through my coaching journey. 
Um, and when I can sit with a client to do that, I, I'm not as perfect no. <laughs> in my life at this. <laughs> uh, but I work at it. Because life is messy. Oh, as, yeah. co- as coaches, we go into a place of peacefulness to hear and see. Uh, because that's our job. Our job, I always say, our job of mirrors. We're, we're mirrors that guide someone through thinking and and stand allow us to stand next to them. Yeah, so when I'm with a client for an hour session, my whole goal is to be entirely present on them and with their. You know, when I notice my own story showing up, I have to I have to be aware of that and I have to push it away. And so I try to bring that into my life when I'm sitting with friends, when I'm with family, um, and just going through life. But it certainly takes a lot of intention to be able to do that truthfully, to not put your own stuff on the table when somebody else is trying to share theirs. That is hard, isn't it? It is. How about, it is. What about you? What do what do what do you what, what comes up for you? I think that piece around when when I think about compassion, um, and I think how easy it is because a lot of the work I do in coaching is alignment and executive work, similar to yours, Jackie. And it's easy to blame someone versus to have compassion. And we actually spoke about this today when I shared with you the email that I received from a client and how I was wrestling with um, the tone um, and what I was reading in the message and how that hurt me. Um, And then in the same breath, how I said to you, I I had chosen to step into the peace space because um, I have to know that people wouldn't intentionally have no compassion but sometimes when they're protecting themselves their ability to to be compassionate is seen as a weakness not a strength yes Um, yes i mean that's quite that's quite powerful it is and you know it's funny because i was actually uh having a conversation with my own coach this week for me yeah. And one of the things <laughs> we were talking about and, and is is the ability, because I, I was actually sharing with a couple of my own clients that I was struggling with um, in my sessions around some things that, that they were working through. And I was feeling a sense of frustration. And he said to me, he reminded me, um, he said, we just have to love our clients. <laughs> we just have to love them. Right. And so when you're challenged, we just, if we able to say, you know, internally, like, I love this client, it changes everything, right? It changes the, you know, whatever the awful that's coming out, it's, you love them for it anyway. It's just, we don't know what's going on fully with them all the time, you know, and, 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 and people that we run into. And so just loving them, it's really hard to be mean when you're just really loving someone. You know. <laughs> Isn't it just because I think what we remember is there's more going on here than what we see. Mm-hmm. Um, I love that you said that. Just say that again. Loving, just being able to stand next to someone with great love. Loving yeah. them. Yeah. 
And that allows us to connect with them and hear them. But yeah, because our ego, st- it, 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 we disengage with our ego then. When we step into love, we just let that go. Right? It's not about being right. It's not about getting your word in. It's not about um, anything other than being with that person. Now, as you said that, and you said ego, what challenges us to stand next to someone compassionately is fear. Because fear tells us different messages, doesn't it? It sure does. What messages come up for you sometimes, Jackie? For me, it does depend on the situation, but what I am aware of that I struggle with is fear of rejection. Yeah. So that's something that is I'm very aware of. Um, uh, you know, not being enough of, or the fear of, yeah, just being, you know, this person isn't, uh, they, you know, not that they're going to like leave me literally, but that they're not going to accept me as, you know, with my thoughts, with my ideas as a, you know, as a, a thought partner, as a friend, you know, those kinds of things, uh, are the things that around and be vulnerable being vulnerable mm-hmm. look I can't agree with you more my, my stuff comes from a sense of being good enough um, and it plays out um, because you know the work we do is not it's not just growth coaching it's untangling difficult thoughts and difficult patterns at times um, and you know sometimes we get caught in the cogs as a coach because the you know as they work through something they get very angry and lash out um and so i think that fear piece of not not being able to stand next to them um not being able to see them grow i'm such an outcomes-based human being um that i i've had to make this trans this transition so i want to share this when i started my journey i was a fixer I have, oh, yes. I have now shifted into be, being a supporter and I'm confident to communicate that clearly. That my job is not to fix someone. I had a client say to me about three weeks ago, well, we got you in to coach this um, lovely leader and we pay you a lot of money, so best you fix them. And it was a really challenging conversation to have because we can never fix somebody else. We can only stand next to them as they find their way. Um, and their way might not be the destination that even that their leader has picked for them, you know. Or, and I think absolutely, yeah. I think that's the, been the biggest shift for me in my work as coach. Um, is that you know I, I I'm there to help peel back the layers. I'm there to help people see who they are and who they want to become. Help unpack their values. Help them see what their values are. But ultimately, the action lies with the clients. And, you know, they are creative, resourceful, and whole. And they have everything inside of them to do whatever it is that they need to do in this world. And as coaches, we're simply there to co-create with them. But they ultimately have to take the action. Yes, without doubt. Now, I've got another question for you. 
how can how can everybody out there practice self compassion? Because we struggle with that as women. Come on. We do. Why do you think we, we do? do? I, why do we do it? Mm. Oh. I you know I think there's lots of I mean there's lots of reasons and I I don't know that men I don't know that men don't struggle with it. I think they maybe don't talk about it. I think you're right. Men absolutely struggle with it. They just don't mm-hmm. talk about it because it's that vulnerability piece again. Yeah, I mean they're not socially they're not conditioned uh, to to have feelings and to be vulnerable. And I think it's just a really scary place to be for anyone. But I think for men, it's just been part of part of the the way that they're raised. Uh, how to practice self compassion. It's an, it's a big oh. question, isn't it? It's a big question. I think it starts with with boundaries. Yeah. You know, I'm going to just say that. I don't know if that's Go the place to start, but for me, um, it's the boundary to know that because I struggled with boundaries my whole life is that I'm important, that my needs are important, and what I think and what I feel. Um, is is important and so I think for me realizing that and taking some space and even just starting with self-care I think is the way to start with self-compassion because when you when you you can't give what you don't have exactly you can't give what you don't have and if you're so depleted and your tank is so empty you will literally fold up. I think I spoke, you and I spoke about, I spoke to a woman today in South Africa and I do, I would like to invite her on our show, Jackie. Her name is, Love to have her it. name is um, Kameen Tauter and she lives in Cape Town and we were talking about being ninja Barbies and Supergirls. Um, <laughs> and I know I've spoken about the ninja Barbie before, but I love it when you say ninja bird, but it makes me laugh. <laughs> yeah, because I'm like, woohoo, let's do this. And when you've got two Africans on the line, Jackie, you're really going to have to think, sweet Lord, you'll see the ninja Barbie. Um, but I think the thing is, for me, it was the more I beat myself, the harder I'd run. The less love I gave myself, the more I could be numb and to rise. Um, but I was rising and breaking myself in the process. Um, yes. And, and it, at the expense of others, absolutely. right? Because it's like if I win, that means someone else loses. Exactly. And if I'm if I have to be good, then you have to be bad. And and if if I, if you are if I'm if you're right, then I'm wrong. That that's not okay. So I need to prove that I am right. I need to prove that I can build a business. I need to prove that I can hire a team. I need to prove that I have money in the bank. I need to prove that I can take my business to the next level. Why are we telling ourselves all of, I need to prove that I'm the best mom possible. So I'm going to kill myself by doing all the travel, dialing in, doing this, checking on the, I can't do everything. It's impossible. Um, and then making peace with that impossibility. That, that's the, that's the peace, yes. that's, that is the hard thing and that's the ebb and flow it's embracing that today I might be a brilliant mom 
tomorrow I might have to prioritize a work piece with my child and negotiate how I'm going to do this. And I've got to forgive myself and be okay with it. Jackie, at one stage, my son said to me, he's self-raising. I said to him, he's self-raising. Yeah, I said, what, is, what does that mean? He went, well, you've raised us to be tough. Now, just remember, we came to Australia, there was no support base here. So my children had to learn how to really cope with a mum who had to work in order for us to build our lives here and and work really, really hard and always travel because that was the job I had. I was a sales director and I traveled and that's GM and I traveled and, and running my, and I traveled and, um, and then he said, you know, I've self-raised. I said, Josh, what does that mean? He went, well, you raise yourself. You... <laughs> and I felt so guilty. Oh my God. I said to John, I have ruined this child. He is self-raising. And you know what? I have not ruined this child. I've given this child the best I could. And I am comfortable that I, I've done the best I could, Jackie. And I know it's not perfect. And man, I wish I could have changed gears. But I, at the time when we were where we were, I was doing my best. And you know what? That's so important to embrace. So it's so important and it's so beautiful to hear you say that because I think, you know, as moms, we, uh, we, we put a lot of pressure on ourselves to be perfect. And there are so many imperfect moments in being a mom and we, we can't beat ourselves up. We just have to accept, we have to accept what is accept what is accept that we are trying to make the best decision at a time and ex and also i want to say this to you we sometimes deprioritize ourselves to the point where we're nothing and i have to i have to say this and this is my belief so please if someone else out there has another belief that's okay too but this is truly what i believe if we are nothing and Jackie, you said this earlier, if I feel I am nothing, what do I have to give to somebody else? Nothing. If I, if I don't nurture who I am, I have nothing to nurture with. I'm so tired. I'm so tired of serving. I'm so tired of cooking. I'm so tired of running around and I've forgotten who I am. And I think that then creates a sense of needing to be valued. And then we get caught in the spiral of a lack of worthiness. Oh, we overdo it, right? And then we keep serving and then we don't ask for what we need. And then we can't get it and we don't know how to get out of that cycle. And then we start blaming and shaming. Uh -huh. uh, Brene Brown has got a fabulous little video clip on blame. <laughs> and I love it because it's the damn you Steve one. Have you have you seen that one, Jackie? I have seen that one. I love that one. I love, I love her. She's just so real. She is so real. And I think she's <laughs> she's probably challenged us to be pretty real without realizing yeah. it. And yeah, she just plays in my ear sometimes. It's really annoying. Plays in my <laughs> Absolutely. And I remember sitting in the car getting so upset with my husband because I was running around, working late, trying to get a document, trying to get my project sorted, 
um, getting up early, trying to sort the stuff out for the family, not doing that really well, hopping into the car so I wouldn't be late and I switched the car and there was no petrol. Um, and I was sitting there going, ah, John, you silly husband, blah, blah, blah. And I realized I was blaming and that part of this was I needed to be accountable for and it's because I was trying to be Supergirl. Does that ring true for you? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. It's, um, it can't do everything. So sometimes we just put all of these expectations on ourselves and, and it ends up coming out in ways that we don't want it to. And, and hurts. Think, and hurts. Yeah. Yeah, it hurts the people. Us. Um, and, you know, it just, it's in those moments that if we can just get back to the beach <laughs> in our minds and in our bodies and feel the ebb and flow of where are we now? What's really important? What's happening in this moment? We can ground and we can, you know, make mindful choices about what to do and what to let go of. It's true. Someone said something and we're coming to the end of our podcast. If it's not serving you and building you up, and I'm not talking about armor here, I'm talking about the compassion piece. If it's not allowing you to live your values, to bring your best, to be peaceful, it's not serving you. If it's not serving you, release it. Release it. It's like the ebb and flow of the sea. Nature moves anyway. Fighting versus embracing the now is far better. Just embrace the now. Just being. Just be. Is there anything you'd like to add in closing, Jackie, as we end our podcast today? I just, my gratitude for for you and for our listeners and just being in this ebb and flow journey with us at this really crazy time in our lives just feel so much gratitude today so thank you I feel so much gratitude I want to thank all our listeners for tuning in Um, Jackie and I share our hearts vulnerably with you to inspire you to have the courage to bounce as we learn how to bounce too So thanks for hanging with us. Embrace the ebb and flow and we'll be back soon. Take care. Thanks. Bye. Bye.